Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a very special guest. We are doing the parent tour, and let's be honest here. There's nobody better to start than the great Quinn Magnuson. Real quick, everybody, I have not found my hat. It is uh, frustrating me. I appreciate all the well wishes. Don't know where it is, but Quinn Magnuson, the man, the myth, the legend. Quinn, hello, Quinn Magnuson. Morning, guys. How are you doing? Not too bad. All right, you got to settle something with Sheer and myself that we've had a long debate about. I know what you're going for here. Go for it. Is Let's it talk Leif or is it Leaf? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give you a very short explanation here and for everybody. It, it's a Scandinavian name, obviously. Um, it comes from Leif Erikson, and, and my background is Norwegian and Swedish and Viking. And, and so it is Leif, L-A-Y-F, in terms of actual pronunciation. So it is Leif, but... The way the story goes is that um, his sister is two years older than him. So when he was born and she was two, we we just called him Leif because it was just easier to say and it was easier for her to pronounce. And she called him her little leafy brother. And so that was that was sort of the cute thing. And we kind of just kept going with it. And then as, as he got older, he wanted to really embrace that Scandinavian background. And so we started going with Leif and, and we've never challenged him on it, even though we We'll still call him Leaf in the in the house and when we're hanging out with him. But yes, technically, 100%, it is Leif, L-A-Y-F, as far as pronunciation goes. Can I get you to say that Jason Shear was wrong this whole time, uh, Quinn Magnuson? Uh, how about this? Jason wasn't right, but he wasn't necessarily wrong because of the way. Family, that's all. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's just it's just the way it rolls off the tongue. That's all. <laughs> all right, we've got a lot to get to, Quinn. Um, first of all, first and foremost, I got to give a shout out to Lamont Lovett. I was telling you this before the show. The biggest, the biggest Leif Magnuson fan in the entire world is the great Lamont Lovett. This was during Jed's first year. We're sitting up in the press box and we're talking about the O line, and he said, "Yeah." He said, "I'm not." Uh, he said, "I'm not too impressed." He said, "But," he said. You got to see that he said this kid Leif Magnuson, and he called him Magnuson, not Leif. And uh, he said 
This kid's player, man. This kid, I don't know what role he's going to have, but this kid is a player. Lamont Lovett de generally doesn't tell me that kind of stuff. So, Quinn, Leif was always on the uh, radar for uh, Lamont Lovett, color commentator for the U of A. That is a, that is a huge compliment. Um, I follow Lamont on Twitter and, and really impressed with, I mean, obviously the content on Twitter, but now that you've told me that, and I didn't know that story prior to you saying it today, um, that, that is a massive compliment to Leif. It, it's He's he's really worked hard to to gain the respect of I mean obviously everybody in the Tucson area but to have that coming out of out of Lamont is uh, is incredible so we really appreciate that Lamont thank you all right now we got to talk about where you're at and Sheer you hop in here as well we got to talk about now talk just take us through the last eight days with for Quinn Magnuson for Leif Magnuson for just everything take us through these last eight days I don't know if we have enough time guys wow it's been uh, it's Literally, I've I've never been on such an emotional roller coaster ride uh, when it comes to sports. When it comes to you know my my son's um, you know livelihood, at least as far as this goes now, and it's it's been it's been incredible, incredibly frustrating, incredibly angering, um, incredibly enlightening though. And I think I think the biggest thing that we have to take out of this, um, and and what I try to tell the kids and you know kids that I coach and businesses I coach and so forth is a lot of times when you have these really negative experiences obviously coach fish leaving you know what is it nine days ago now is sometimes you got to pull that timeline out and take a right. look at you know what happened before and what happened after it and then spend a few days just have patience with it so it's been definitely a roller coaster ride I, I think in the end and I've said this on Twitter and I know people have, have appreciated it is that and, and whatever you believe in, God, universe, higher power, um, you know, we say God has a plan. There's 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 a reason for everything happening, whether it be good or bad. Um, a lot of times, in fact, Leif even, um, you know, texted me and kind of reiterated to me what I would say to him. It's like, good luck, bad luck, who knows? We don't know. It just, all you can do is control your effort and your attitude and hope for the best and see what comes out of it. But I think, I think the team came out of this far more unscathed and far more on the positive side of things than we ever could have hoped nine days ago when Coach Fish left. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it, – do you have to, like – how do you approach that, like, with your son? Like, a couple of parents reached out and said the emotions, like, they didn't want to talk about it, but at the same time, you don't have a choice. Like, you got to move quickly. Do you tell them to move quickly, or how do you kind of approach that whole thing with them? Yeah. You know, as, as parents, my wife and I have come to a point, um, especially with Leaf maturing as much as he has in the last four years being down in Tucson and with the team, that we've kind of just let him make his own decisions. Um, and in fact, so so I'll give you an example. So the, the day that, you know, Coach Fish decided to leave, he reached out to me, Leif reached out to me, and, and you know, there's all sorts of emotions going on, and it's up and down, and I don't know what to do, and, and you know, I don't want to go in the portal and I don't, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And at the end of his um, rant, we'll call it, uh, I just said, okay, do you want me to listen or do you want me to give you my opinion? And, and for, for the most part, a lot of times, you know, with, with kids and, and with anyone who's, who's important in your life, you just need to just let them vent, rant, say what they need to say, get it out. Um, but just listen and, and really just say that you, you love them and you trust them. Right. You don't say I'm worried about you because then that implies they don't know what they're doing. Um, you say I love you, I trust you, and and I think you just 
you know, you know, as parents and, and especially when it comes to football circles and, so, and sports circles, we always say you got to do what's best for you. But I think sometimes that gets overplayed a little too much. I think sometimes it's important to say, I think you need to do what's best for you, but then also consider the others in, in, in your immediate path that are affected by this decision. Um, I think sometimes we think a little too much about ourselves and not about the people around us and our friends and our family and so forth. So, you know, when it happened, we just guided them. We just said, you know, give it some thought. Let's see how this plays out. Don't make, make any rash decisions, which I think some players do and, and some families do because they're, they're in the moment. And, they're, and, we, and you have to grant them that, that emotional mo moment, that knee-jerk response. Like, well, screw this. We're in the portal. Let's get out of here. And the thing that I love the most and I give, man, I just give so much credit to the Fafita and McMillan families for not trying to overplay it on Twitter, on social media, not exposing any of, of what they were thinking or doing. They were just trusting in, in the plan because they were really the linchpins. As, as I mean, we all know they were the ones that everybody was kind of sitting and watching, trying to see what were they doing. Um, the fact that they, they just, they waited. And they had patience. And, we, and it's so funny because we say patience. It was only seven, eight days when they made their decision to stay. Right. And that doesn't seem like a very long period of time. But it, but for everybody, it seemed like an eternity waiting to see what everybody was going to do and jockey for position. So I think in the end, what I'd have to say, Mike and Jason, is as parents and as fans, especially because the fans can sometimes, you know, lose their minds a little bit. And that's OK. It happens. That's why we're called fans. Right. Um, let things play out. Let things happen. Let let you know people like Dave Hickey and, and the people in power make their decisions on why they make their decisions, and then make your decision. Um, and that's what we did with Leaf. We just let them decide, and and it seems like everything turned on the up and up. And this team, for the most part, is coming back next year, which is awesome. How much when you first heard the news that Jed Fish was gone? I know that people in the administration were blindsided. I mean, parents were blindsided. What what was just going through your mind? Wow. Um, it, you know what? I, I said it, and I think you said it, Mike, or maybe it's you, Jason, but it wasn't that he left. It's how he left. I have to give Jed Fish full credit for what he did over the past three and a half years since that 0-5 that 2020 season, which seems like a decade ago now, um, and how painful it was under, under you know the Sumlin era and so forth, and then what he's done the reach outs to the high schools, the bringing the media and the letting the fans come to the practices. Like he, he really had a plan and a program and it worked. It did. Right. We can't deny. No, Jed doubt, Fish no doubt. It was incredible. And you go to 10 and three and beat a good Oklahoma team in an eligible, but like, wow, holy right. crap. So, so he did amazing things. And I think that's what hurt the most is the fact that you expected that what he built, he was going to want to continue to capitalize on. So once again, it wasn't, it wasn't that he left. It was it was just kind of the way he did it. it. It was really a sour note to, you know, have the players literally addressed for two to three minutes. Right. And then out the door, the signing of the contract in his Tucson home. The like there was just a lots of little things. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna fault anyone for taking advantage of opportunities in their life to to bigger and better things. We all right. do it. Um the players do it, the coaches do it. It's it's really just sort of the way he did it. And I think had he not, and I'm, I'm glad of the way it played out now, I'm looking retrospectively, but I think had he spent 15, 20 minutes with the players and kind of explained, you know, his decision-making and showed a little emotion and so forth, 
think there'd be a lot more players in Washington right now. Yeah, you know, I had a. It's funny you mentioned that. I had a parent. Uh, I had a parent reach out to me. Definitely one of the a prominent parent. And he said, "Listen, I'm never going to tell somebody not to take a job, especially one that's going to pay them more money. But the two things that I felt that we kind of deserved is we at least deserved somewhat of a heads up. I don't care if that's five minutes before the announcement. I don't care what that is, especially when you're preaching family. And he said, honestly, in that meeting. Uh, listen, I'm. it's tough for everybody, but guess what? It's something you got to do. You can't just go in there and essentially be, all right, guys, I'm going to Washington. I got a plane to catch. See you later. Um, that to me was the, that to me is the, that to me is the issue. Not that he took the job, how he did it. Yeah, it was, it was that for everybody. I think, um, I mean, everyone's going to have their, their response and their visceral response to what happened. Um, I, I'm really glad now, nine days later, the way it's turned out um, and, and coach Brennan's, um, hiring and, and everything that's going on now these past few days it, it, it was it was hardest on the boys but I know there's a lot of families that really suffered through this because there was a lot of promises made um there were a lot of you know relationships that were that were you know much tighter and even closer than than some others and everyone's going to have their response and I think they're okay with that um I don't know how my battery's running low I better plug this in um it's 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 just the way he did it, and let's just leave it at that. Uh, right. In the end, it like I said, Jed Fish was was very good for Arizona in this football program. Let's move on, folks. Let's yeah. let's embrace Coach Brennan, his staff, everything that's going forward, the players that have decided to stick around, and let's just go from there. What's uh, what's your initial impression of Brennan? And and I know also that he's already got some some coaches on the staff that are that are in Tucson already that haven't been announced. Yeah, sorry, I'm going to plug in my laptop there before you, you lose. Dude, Quinn, you take as long as you want, Quinn Madison. We're watching you. You're not somebody that you're a very large person. I would not want to offend you. Go ahead. <laughs> there we go. We're good. Um, sorry, Jason. Again, uh, just additional impressions of Brennan and, and some of the coaches that he's he's brought over already. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, starting with Coach Brennan, I mean, obviously we got a little taste of him in 2020 when when Jed was hired, um, and so you got a, a bit of a background there, and but. You know, I, I I went immediately to his Twitter and to his social media just to kind of get a feel for the type of coach he is, type of person he is. Um, I I, I kind of feel like he's almost like the Dabo Swinney of the West. Um, like he's he's very honest, very upfront. Just he is who he is. Right. He doesn't put on airs. He doesn't try to be anybody he isn't. He's just very genuine. And but once again, I I, I mean that's what you see on social media. Um, and everybody this week is kind of like, well, we don't know what to believe anymore. But, but I don't know how you can't see just a genuine, honest, caring individual in Coach Brennan. And, and you see it from his players and, and staffers that you know are still left back at San Jose State and what they say about the loss. Um, so I was impressed. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I chatted with Leif about it. And uh, he hadn't met him yet. Um, there was only just the announcement. After, after the players met him, he said that, you know, the guys were really impressed. They were just, it was good to see someone who was just, it, he said it felt like Coach Brandon was definitely there for them, and it was all about making sure the players were happy and this transition period was going to be tough for them, and, and he just listened. Um, him and his wife, I think um, I think Leif said they went up to Coach Brennan's office to meet um, with Coach and, and with a few other players, and and um, I, I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't know Coach Brennan's wife's name. Um, was there, and, you know, and Mrs. Gave the boys a hug. Yeah, Mrs. Brennan, there you go. Um, she gave the boys a hug That's and it awesome. wasn't put on. Yeah. And he said, it didn't feel put on or fake. You know, it just felt just sort of natural. So 
I think the response to Coach Brennan has been very good. I mean, once again, football X's and O's is we'll we'll see. Um, we're gonna wait to see what happens in the spring and then in the fall. But I mean, you can't deny his, his track record at San Jose State and what he did there. And I think offensively, he's he certainly has, you know, from what I've seen, it's been it's been really impressive. So the rest of the coaches, once again, Coach Oglesby, who was announced, I think, yesterday, the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard from the boys that he's <laughs> just either like he's bigger than us. He's huge. He's massive. He's like 6'8", 350, and, and just um, a lot of fun, apparently. Really easygoing, super chill, likes to have fun with the guys, you know, almost wants to become sort of a friend of them, and and that's that's awesome. I mean, I, I really like that. And then the, the strength coach being announced today, I think a lot of people thought, you know, a strength, a strength coach coming from San Jose, San Jose as opposed to like a TO coming from Alabama, um, right. you know, they saw this as a, as a downslide in terms of strength and conditioning. And Jason, I appreciate that you backed him up and backed his accreditations up. You backed the A. Yeah, really. And and you take a look at what he did at Stanford with Coach Shaw's teams and that program. Like that's that's incredible. Um, so once again, the boys have to like him. And the strength coach is probably one of the most pivotal coaches in and in, in people in these these boys' lives. Um, I know Tio was super close with them. This is the this is the group that the players spend the most time with are the strength and conditioning coaches. And so you got to find the right one for the right culture. Um, rest of the coaches, I'm not too sure about. But once again, all in all, it feels like the people that he brought in are very much a mirror reflection of Coach Brennan. Um, and and I wouldn't expect anything less. All right, Quinn, let me ask you this. You've been, you come down to Arizona a lot. This is true, correct? <laughs> yeah, we've been down there, God, last year six times. And next time you see me at Chick-fil-A, you will pull me aside and you'll say, Mike Luke, I'm Quinn Magnuson. This will not happen again. Understood? <laughs> Yes, sir. I caught you as you were walking out, and I was like, my wife said, I think it was Mike Luke. And she's like, who? (laughs) And I said, media guy, you know, the the Jason Shears buddy, blah, 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 whatever. And, uh, yeah, so I I will definitely, I will grab you, and I will will treat you to Chick-fil-A. All right, let me tell you about this, though. Have you ever been to the Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Quinn Magnuson? No, but I've heard a lot about it on your show. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I hear you're about to hear a little bit more about it. All right. Now you might say Quinn Magnuson. That's a big guy. Looks pretty cool. Quinn Magnuson would look 10 times cooler at the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. That's how cool it is. Check it out. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit uh, Gila.com for more details. Maybe you'll even see the great Quinn Magnuson at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. But let's also say that you're like Quinn Mag. Let's say you're not like Quinn Magnuson and you did play professional football. And, you know, you don't got all the ins. You don't have all the ticket connections. And you're thinking to yourself, how could I get ticket connections? Game time, Quinn Magnuson. That is where it is at. All right, here's the deal. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, we need to talk about we need to talk about Leif. We got to give Leif some love here. First of all, Leif started quite a few games this year, and I'm not breaking anything that nobody else actually already saw. By the way, Eric Zimmerman, great point. Quinn looks made for media. You do. Um, the uh, But let, let's be honest here. Like when your son came in in that Alamo Bowl, things changed a little bit. Now, granted, it was way too late. But, man, we got to give a salute emoji tip of the cap to Leif on this. And also for being a, a, soul, a loyal soldier. Man, I uh, was not a Division I uh, offensive lineman. Hard to believe. I know. But – um, I don't know that I would have handled it as well. And your, your kid's just a boss, man. Yeah, you know, I I gotta I gotta say, and 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 I know people are listening is gonna say, well, you're his dad, you have to say that, but man, 
I don't, the, the type of work ethic that he has shown and focus that he has shown in, in the four years that he's been there um, has been unbelievable. Uh, you know, I go back to when I coached him in high school and he was good. He had good work ethic. It's not like he was a slacker or anything, but he was, but man, he just turned a corner and, and I think just being around other people, I remember him saying, he goes, dad, he goes, what's great about being down here is that everybody here wants to win. Everybody here wants to be better and get better. And, and he said, being roommates with Josh Baker has been incredible. And the two of them have been incredible for each other these last four years. But, um, you know, the lead up to, you know, this year four and, and last year, I, you know, I, I thought he would have gotten a little more playing time, but we're never ones to, you know, complain or gripe about that. The coaches got to do what they got to do, but his opportunity to, to start this year, um, you know, we flew down for that Washington game. We, we saw the, the five games, five and a half games or whatever that he started. And he'll admit himself. He goes, he, he had, in fact, I always say to him, he had a great game. And he goes, no, I got to clean things up. He's always looking to get better. And when it came down to the Alamo Bowl, uh, we're sitting in the stands and, and we're just, you know, watching the game. Obviously, an incredibly uh, roller coaster type game. When he finally got in, I, we didn't have this response like, yeah, finally. It wasn't that. Like, we, we certainly didn't want to see, you know, um, a, a young kid who's getting his first start in six games at right tackle going against a really good Oklahoma edge, you know, rusher, or even a Ray Polito who did fantastically well at left tackle, probably one of the hardest positions to play, um, especially as a as a 18-year-old. But Leaf got in there, and it's Life. not necessarily what <laughs> – Yes, Leif got in there. Thanks. Um, it's not necessarily <laughs> what – what it's not what Leif, Leif did that changed the the tide, you know, as far as the game goes. But I think I'd like to think that that it changed a bit of the a bit of the environment uh, in terms of the five that were on the field. Um, right. You know, popping Joan out to tackle and 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 putting inside Leaf inside it, Leif inside. Stop it, Mike. Jeez, man. <laughs> um, it, you know, it it just it just changed the environment a bit, and it doesn't mean it was it was it was it was better in the moment. Um, you know, that's, we're certainly not, you never, you never want another kid to struggle just so your kid can get in. That's not how this thing goes. Um, you know, you support everybody, but at the moment, making that move obviously changed the, the complexion of the offensive line. It changed the complexion of, uh, you know, the play calling and, and obviously for the better, it, you know, we scored a couple touchdowns and go out and win the game. So I like to think that Leif brings some, some calmness to the guys that he plays beside. Um, you know, like Josh and then ultimately Jonah who's on his right side, you know, when he's in there. But that offensive line is so tight. Um, it's not one guy necessarily. They're so tight. They're so together. They get along. They're, they're you know, really good friends on and off the field. And this is this is a group that's going to be a force to reckon with, be reckoned with in 24. Um, the fact that we're returning five starters, hopefully Raymond comes back. But this is a group that is going gonna, is gonna to make players like Noah, like T-Mac, like, um, you know, Lamoni's Craig look good. And it's 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 fantastic to see. And Leaf's just a grinder. He's a he's a journeyman type of player. That's what us Canadians preach. You just go in there, do your job. Don't expect praise. And and I feel like he's done that. Have you ever had an encounter with a Canadian goose? Uh, yeah, many times actually. They're they're nasty buggers. Can I ask you a question, Leif? You're a bit. I meant Leif. Leif Quinn. Ah. Quinn. Yeah. Sorry. You. I I correct you. I get the karma coming back. I got to ask you a question though. You're yeah. a large dude. Um, I've been around, I, I was in Colorado about two years ago and there was a guy that was probably, um, I'm assuming he was, I don't know. He was big dude, probably about six, three, 300 pounds, large man. 
These geese come up to him and me as I'm waiting outside at Walmart for my parents to pick me up. And he goes running inside. And then I was like, well, I better go inside too. And so I asked him, I said, I got a question here. Why in the world, these Canadian geese, why does everybody run from them? And he's like, oh man, are you kidding me? I don't want 20 of them after me. Is, why is this a thing? And why have you not snuffed this out, Quinn Magnuson? Um, here's the trick. Run towards them. They are, they actually will run away. They'll hiss at you and they'll be all angry and they'll, they'll flap their feathers. But we have a ton of them on our, on our golf courses up here in Saskatchewan, especially. And, and, oh, funny story. Give me 20 seconds to tell you the story. Me yeah. and Leif and his mom were out golfing last summer and she's teeing off and there's a Canada goose just laying in the grass about 30 yards out and on the fairway. And we're like, just hit the ball, mom. You're not going to, you're not going to hit the goose. Pulls out the driver, hits it, nails the goose right in the head. And this poor thing, this poor thing didn't make it, unfortunately. Oh. Local local farmer came in his golf cart, grabbed it and said, oh, dinner. Awesome. Anyway, um, but they're, they're, they kind of keep to themselves, but you have to just run at them and scare them away. And then they just kind of go away. But nobody well, should be afraid of a can of goose. So if I'm viciously assaulted, I can blame Quinn Magnuson then. If I call. Oh, yeah, him. no. They, yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll protect their babies. Don't get me wrong. Like if you go near their their babies, they'll come after you from behind for sure. Um, right. But yeah, they're not they're not as scary as people think. All right, Quinn. We got two things before uh, we we've, two things before we let you go. First and foremost, yeah. though, we got to get your uh, we got to get your input. Take break us down the offensive line a little bit. Some of the other players that you got. What what do they bring to the table? Like a big Jonas Sabanea, Wendell Moy, uh, Josh Baker, et cetera, et cetera. What do you see when you look at them from your expert point of view? Well, for those of you uh, listening to this out there, you're, you're probably wondering why Mike's asking me this question. I mean, I did play at Washington State, and then I played CFL professionally for four years or five years and, and been coaching for 25. Um, so I'm giving my opinion based on that. So obviously mm -hmm. I know a little bit about offensive line play. Um, I, I think back to, once again, 2020 and the group that, you know, that was there in 2020 with uh, Donovan Lay and Josh Donovan and those guys. Um, and and not to put not to not to you know say anything poorly about them, but that was an offensive line that that struggled at times and and really you know had a hard time putting it together. And once again, I go back to what Coach Fish and Coach Carroll did with this group. Um, this you know it's so it's so hard, guys, because we're inside the bubble. And I keep thinking this is Division One Power Five football, and my son is you know starting for for a program like this. But you take a look at that offensive line, and you've got two, potentially three legitimate NFL future players. Right. Um, I don't know how it's going to pan out, but but Jonas Avenea, I mean, before Jordan Morgan or after Jordan Morgan, obviously Jordan's going to be a first or second round pick this year, but Jonah's a future, you know, top three round pick, potentially first round. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, you know, Wendell Moy is, is another road grader, mean SOB that just loves hitting people. And you saw that on the highlight film. Um, you know, the potential there. I think I think Ray Polito, just because of his size um, and his length, and and I, I walked up to him after the one game, I go, damn, you're tall, and your arms are longer than my legs. Like, what the heck? Um, you know, he's got potential, too. Uh, you just, starting left tackle in a major bowl game again, for an 18-year-old? Come on. Right. And he did well. He had a couple of mistakes, but everybody did. Um, Josh Baker has been literally the rock that this line has tethered itself to for four years, yeah. though. 
um, when he became the center. And, and I go back to his, you know, Leif rooming with him and everything that Leif learned from Josh and them watching film together made Leif better because Josh is one of the smartest offensive linemen I've ever seen or, or and I haven't coached, but even coached. Um, he knows everything. He literally was Coach Carroll's assistant. Right. Um, right. And so he really he really calms that line down, makes all the plays, uh, makes all the calls, doesn't have mental mistakes whatsoever. Um, you know, obviously, I'll, I'll reserve my, my judgment on Leif. I'll let you guys do that. Um, oh, we know, saw Quinn. We're not getting away with that. We saw the well, difference with Leif on the field and Leif not on the field in the Alamo Bowl. That's all anybody needs to know about Leif. You know what, though, guys, I, I think that has a lot to do with who's playing beside you and the comfort level you have of playing beside them and and guys that know the play. And that's and that's the thing. It's like if and I played this position for a lot of years. And if I know that my center is making all those calls and 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 I trust them to me, it's about trust. And if you can trust the guy on either side of you so you don't have to make the calls for them or tell them what to do, it makes the game so much easier for the offensive line. And this is why you don't see rotating offensive linemen like you do with D linemen, right? Right. It's about communication and cohesiveness. So, um, yes, Leaf going to the game changed the complexion of the O-line and, and potentially the environment and culture that was going on, which is fantastic. Um, but it's, it's you know, this is, a, this is a group that, once again, we take a look at, I mean, right to left. I mean, you've got you've got Baker, you've got Moe, you've got Jonah, you've got Leif, you've got Ray if he comes back, and you've got Borjan who has significant game experience too. You have six starters, four of whom have started yeah. every game, two who have had five or six games starting. Like this is this is could be one of the best offensive lines that you know Arizona's seen in a long time. And this is what is gonna help Noah and T Mac and and you know Rayshon. And, and just that entire offense is trust this offensive line to get it done. We've had a lot of people that have commented on uh, Leif's uh, character. Quinn, I like this one as well. Quinn sat with your son at the uh, dinner for the new recruits, and he was an absolute gentleman and interesting young man. You should be proud. There were quite a number of one, those ones coming down here in the comments. Quinn, you've done a very good job. We appreciate you. We... You can only, I don't know, man. I'm not, I have no, I have no parenting advice because I've made my share of mistakes and Leif will say that too. Leif will say that too. Um, but we taught him to be respectful and to always, always admit, you know, if he's been, I always said, if you, if you did something wrong and somebody caught you, just go, yep, you're right. I'm really sorry. It won't happen again. And he's taken that and really taken it to the next level. And, but, but I'll say this much, I've met other players on the team and I would suggest I haven't met too many players that aren't respectful. This is this, this team is a special unique. group of kids. It's a special group of kids, man. Like they're so nice, and the families are so nice. Like we were, my wife and I were walking to the game, and we got hauled in by McMillan and and the, all the Polynesian families. They're having at the tailgate, and they were like, "You're honorary Polynesians today," and we're like, "That just felt so good to be included in that group." But this is a, this is a tight group, and the families are staying pretty tight too. Quinn, can't thank you enough for hopping on. Follow him at the Real Q Mag sixty five. Quinn Magnuson, appreciate you, my guy. Thanks, Quinn. Jason, we didn't get to talk, but uh, I'm sure we'll have a, that, that chance in the future. Thanks very much, guys. Have a great day. Thanks again, Quinn. You're a beast, dude. All right. Quinn's the man. Quinn, like I said, we always talk about this with these uh, these families. Quinn Magnuson is right at the very uh, top of that list of very, very cool parents, Jason. Sure. We like Quinn Magnuson a great deal. Yeah, great dude. Always had a ton of respect for him. Always handles things the right way. Um, just, yeah. just And we talk about this all the time. Like, He's right. The parents that we've come across with this team are very unique. It's not every day where I don't think either of us have really have a, have a 
had a parent problem. None. With None. Team, which is wild. I had one parent that I talked to, and you know, I, I, you know, honestly, I got to stick. I, I'm going to stick up for uh, somebody here uh, to a certain to a certain degree. I like Robert Polito a lot. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. People stop me. Uh, I, I think he was probably not necessarily right with what he was tweeting and everything, but at the same time, just give, give the guy a little bit of space because again, this is, you know, when your son is, you know, when your son is a thousand miles away, your, your, uh, your, your life's turned upside down. I would just say, just give him, um, just give him a little bit of space. That's all. I, I like Robert, you know, Shelby and I met him last week. We happened to run into him at the same restaurant. I, I think Portillo, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak for him, but I, it felt like everything kind of came to a head this weekend and he kind of just let it out on social media, Yeah, which wasn't really obviously the place to let it out. And I think he realized that he deleted his Twitter account. He's not a bad dude. I know that people that are kind of interacting or seeing his Twitter account for the first time think he is, but like Quinn will tell you the same thing. He's not a bad guy. I just think that yeah. a lot happened this weekend and he kind of played it out incorrectly. And I All would right. tell him the same thing. Now let's talk about uh, now. By the way, everybody out there, I do not have a child, um, and uh, this is getting very, very annoying. And I blame Jason Shear for this. I just think, I, I honestly, I just think denying that you have a kid is a little ridiculous. Like I accept that my children, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I guess do you, do we count Ted Wardo? Ed, Ted Wardo's a kid. I mean, again, hey, look, Mike has a kid that's never there. Unbelievable. Oh. Also, by the way, um, uh, the people that are asking me about that hot date, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Every now and then I am kind of cool. Um, Kelly Endo, by the way, shouted out back the A and then uh, did basically said, why in the world is this woman uh, here with you? Um, but uh, I don't know. So anyways, um, all right. Now, let's talk about the staff a little bit. But first, OGs. All right, Jason Shear, OGs. Do you think Quinn Magnuson, the great Quinn Magnuson, has ever had OGs? Oh, I assume everyone's had OGs. That's the way it is, Quinn Magnuson. To learn to learn more about OGs, gummies, and where you can find them, head on over to OGs Brands. Like we always say, Ben White likes the fruits, the creams, and Ben White didn't even like this before. So again, if it's good enough for Ben White, it should be good enough for everybody out there. All right. Yes, yeah, Circle K was not where we went. Um, But uh, all right, now. Uh, the staff is starting to come together a little bit. Um, obviously, you got Oglesby in as the offensive line coach. You got the uh, strength and conditioning coach in. Um, Bobby Wade here at wide receiver. I told Shear that um, Bobby Wade was going to be the wide receivers coach. He didn't report it. Um, well, but, yeah. <laughs> many other things, but go ahead. I, I like. I think we let's give people like background of what happens with a lot of this stuff. So a lot of times, like I'll tell Mike something or Mike will tell me something. It's like whatever you do, don't report it. And then an hour later, we see someone else report it. It's so it's so annoying. But thankfully, it was twenty four seven that broke it, so we're all good. You're good on that one. Kean Burnett and Dorian Thomas have withdrawn their names from the transfer portal. Dorian Thomas surprises me actually because he's from Washington. He's got some family stuff going on uh, that is it's public. It's not like a secret um, with some family illness. I thought he was a lock. Huffman and I both put in crystal ball predictions for Dorian Thomas. I thought he was a lock. So that's, right. that to me is a big deal. Um, again, can I, I, I got to give you as Mike Stoops, defensive coordinator. That's that is funny. Um, also, something that's very interesting about the uh, Fafitas, too. They committed to come back along with T-Mac, not knowing who the OC is. Loyalty, my friend. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Back the A. Everyone keeps asking me who the OC is. There's a couple positions I don't know yet. I have no idea who the OC is. I, there's no rumors or anything. 
which makes me think that whoever it is is either um, employed or it's like a big deal and they're trying to finalize stuff. Do we think that Alonzo Carter is uh, going to be here as the running backs coach? Because it does feel like uh, Ken Niamata Olo might be the next San Jose State head coach. I think Alonzo Carter is going to be here by this afternoon. We like that. And you like Alonzo Carter. You like Alonzo Carter a lot. This is true. Yeah, I'll even go one bigger. His uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that his best running back entered the transfer portal today. Who's his best running back? Uh, Quali Conley. Ran for 108 yards against USC on six carries last year. What do you, uh, What were his season numbers? He was the backup running back, and he ran for 900 yards and six touchdowns. I'll take him. Bring him in. <laughs> By the way, we got Fam coming on tomorrow. Fam, I am looking for a big season out of Fam. We will talk about Fam a little bit later on. Um, by the way, did you see? I forgot what you said. Where did you see? Uh, where did you see Quinn Magnuson at? Jason Shear. Uh, the bonfire. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Quinn now- bonfire. Polito. Uh- Quimani Ramen or whatever it's called. Oh, really the one, one on Speedway. I went there last yeah. night. Kamani Ramen. K-A-M-A-N-I Ramen. It sounds like a basketball player. Kamani Ramen. Yeah, it's really good. It is good. It is good. Um, Now, I do like hearing that news about the running back. That is very good. I did not know that. Um, I like Dino Babers torn uh, Bentledge. I have no problem with Dino Babers. I like Dino Babers. He had the best offensive in school history. Uh, Jason Shear, are you against Dino Babers as well, like you were against Dwayne no. Aquina? I'm for Dino Babers. I would be interested if he can. I know he coached he coached quarterbacks when he was at Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. But he hasn't coached quarterbacks like since then, so that's a little interesting to me. But yeah, no, I like him. I like Dino Babers. Also, Dwayne Aquina. We need more Dwayne Aquina on uh, Twitter, not less Dwayne Aquina. That is fantastic. Dwayne, just use the spell check though. That's all I ask. <laughs> I like Dwayne. 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 You you didn't like Dwayne. You don't get to claim Dwayne now. I think it is very apparent that Dwayne was, what's the word? Censored by Jed Fish. Yes. Right? Jed Mm -hmm. leaves and all of a sudden Dwayne's the number one Twitter account in America right now. Dwayne's amazing. For sure. Dwayne. And again, sheer not wanting the old white guy. Um, that's, uh, that's what, uh, that's what we're at. All right. Again, now, now, now Dino will bring the triple option. I do not believe he will. Um, okay. Now what else, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, here's who we got. Tony Jones. The great Tony Jones was on here earlier as well. Um, we're going to get Kevin green on Wednesday, Kevin green, senior. We got fam Rayshon or uh, Raymond Luke senior coming on tomorrow. We also have, uh, uh, Tony Jones, who is also very, very familiar with the Kia boys. So we will uh, we will get that one as well. Um, okay, so that's kind of where we're at. Also, by the way, um, I expect, and again, who knows? But right now, every they expect Takario Davis to come back. And I will say this, and I'm going to say it again because it's fluid. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more talk about Ephesians Prysock possibly coming back as well. I will put that out there. I, I posted this on the board because I double checked with the with the streets this morning. Takario never entered his name in the transfer portal. Well, that's good. So, I mean, maybe it's late on the paperwork. You have 48 hours, so maybe he entered on, like, Thursday, and Arizona just hasn't done it yet. But right. he is not in the transfer portal. All right. And like I said, with Prysock, who knows? You could commit to Washington in five minutes. I'm just telling you right now that they, they're they starting to feel more and more comfortable about uh, uh, bringing uh, getting Ephesians Prysock back. So, take that for what it's worth. Sheer, do you want to uh, dispute this? Uh, no, I mean, I, I know this Washington is all over him for all sure. Over him. For sure. So, They're all knows. over him. And again, 
this could he could easily commit, but I'm just saying it's also a good thing he hasn't commit. He also hasn't committed to Washington yet. That's also a good thing. I also think this is petty, but this is really what I think what's going on. Do you think it's coincidence that all these Washington players announced their commitment and Jonah Coleman announced his on Saturday? The only one. Well, well, of course they they all did they all did that to try to uh, dispute uh, or to try to take away from the Arizona announcements. Of course, what? Yeah, like I absolutely think that there's silent commits at UW that they're waiting to kind of put out there. I think there are as well. So again, either way, it's a good time to back the A. All right, we need to make fun of UCLA for a few minutes. That Humberto text was amazing. I'd love to. Do you have Humberto's phone number? Me? Yeah, I can get it. Can you get it for me? I want to try to get Humberto on. Um, But, uh, all right, we need to also talk about, um, also, follow the great Erica Day on Twitter, by the way. She's doing very, very good work. Um, she is a very, very good insider, knows, uh, has a lot of good connections around the program. Uh, Sheer, you did a very, very good job uh, hiring her. She's making moves, and she's going to be big time. Yeah, big fan, Erica. Uh, doing doing great work. Everyone go follow her on Twitter. And uh, we stand We stand with Erica. We definitely stand with Erica. All right. Now, we need to make fun of this Putz Mick Cronin. Listen. I thought Justin, that was like a name at first. Putz Mick Cronin. Justin Spears might be the nicest per. Oh. Do you know anybody that doesn't like Justin Spears? Let's start that way and then work backwards. You can disagree. We were talking about it. You can disagree with Justin's takes. Some of his takes are out Some of his you know, takes I definitely don't agree with. Correct. Right. But as a human being, like. If you have a Justin Spears problem, it is a you problem. There is, is nobody that personally Spears. dislikes Justin Spears. He is literally the nicest person on the face of the earth. He is too nice. So when Mick Cronin takes a jab at him and uh, says, well, of course you would ask that question or something. What does that mean? I mean, and Spears, and he also said it to the nicest person ever. Spear, all right, Sheer. I was just, I was amazed when I saw that. Yeah, it's just like, what like a stick up your you know it just it's like spears is you're going at like what are we doing here and spears is so nice that he's not going to go back at like a veteran reporter would probably have gone back at mick a little bit what would bruce have done would bruce have understood what he was saying bruce would have uh asked another question and confused mick to get back (laughs) at him bruce would have totally been playing chess not checkers with uh with um he would have said okay but can you still answer my question yeah Honestly, I think Bruce would have been would have done that, been like, okay, that's fine. But what something something did happen. I saw something happen. That's what Bruce would have done. Also, here's the other thing. Why isn't Mick Cronin kicked out of every single game? I, when you say F you mother effer to the officials, what do you need to be thrown out of a game? And like I always say it's like it is amazing. And I've talked with other coaches what college refs let these guys get away with. Because they're I guarantee you. If Mick Cronin did that in the NBA before he even finished that sentence, he'd be ejected. Yeah. I don't know why college refs take this abuse. I really don't. It is insane to me that college, and and for many, not even a Cronin problem, it's a general thing. Them taking the abuse is is wild. All right. Now, let's talk about on the court. Mick Cronin, you have a forever enemy in us now. You do not go after Justin Spears and get out of it. We back the J to the fullest we will be seeing you all right now maybe mick mick cronin in his past life could have been a kia boy um the uh by the way who uh you act like hurley who loses his mind uh, you got to act like hurley you know but here's the other thing though mick cronin's not a i can't believe i'm sticking up for bobby hurley 
Mick Cronin's not a good dude. Bobby Hurley is a good guy, though. That's what's wild about this. Sheldon and I were talking about, there's no comparison. Bobby Hurley, I know Arizona fans don't like him. He's a super cool dude off the court. Like, very nice, very approachable. Mick Cronin's a bad person. Right. That's a big difference between the two. By the way, oh, this is going to be the short. Give your shout out to Dave Hickey, my friend. Dave Hickey deserves your shout out. You already gave it to him, but let's fill the people in again. Yeah, I, I gave Dave a lot of crap for being in Pullman and stuck on that plane. Uh, and, and it's like, oh, he didn't keep it. And at the end of the day, the it, one of the, the most important qualities for an AD is your ability to transition, pivot, and, you know, by that Sunday night, he had already interviewed multiple candidates and to have a coach in place for 48 hours and choose who is very, look, I don't know the X's and O's, but I know that Brent Brennan is what this team needed right now, right? In terms of being hurt, Quinn kind of mentioned it, like the genuine family feeling. And he he nailed it. He nailed the hire. Like, and, and look, I mentioned other guys like DJ Kinney and guys like that. I was wrong. Brennan was very clearly the guy that, that this program needed and for Dave to handle that situation. And one thing that impressed Dave was, but that impressed me with Dave is at the presser, you were there. Um, Lev, and, and it's, I'm not playing in the star for anything. It was a good question. Kind of wanted Dave to comment about Jed fish. And Dave said, we don't look back at the roadkill. We're looking at the front windshield. Right. And it's like, that was a great quote. And it's right. Like, he's like, I'm, I'm taking the high road guys. I hired Brett Brennan. And you know, what's funny is if you watch that presser, this dude's smile was like oh, Dave. I love ha- happy Dave. He is so cool. I've never seen Dave that happy. So props, props to Dave. Um, he handled this very well, about as well as an AD could, to be honest. All right, real quick, and then we got to sign off because I have my uh, beat account meeting coming up. But um, first, Arizona basketball. Listen, it's awesome they got the victory against UCLA, but they don't look good right now. I know they're up to nine. They don't look good. I don't know exactly what's going on here. Keyshaw Johnson is kind of hit or missing. Kylan Boswell has, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, Pella Larson, my bad Pella, saved the day. Um, I don't like what I'm watching right now, Sheer. The team's broken. Your hope is that this galvanizes them. That comeback, I thought they, they looked a little more into the game they were high-fiving a little more than usual i don't know if there's a chemistry thing or what but they're broken i mean there's something wrong with that offensively it could be a slump um i believe it happened didn't this happen under tommy every year he's been here there's like an eight game period where they just can't shoot yeah but so i think that's what we're doing i don't know it's a big it's a big week right like if they somehow could sweep that is a huge statement if they split it's not the end of the world as long as the win is against uh oregon state but this is this feels like a big week for them. All right, real quick. Uh, the BetMGM Sportsbook app, my friends. BetMGM. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Mo- uh, uh, Sportsbook mobile app. For at least $5, you will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings and uh, uh, winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Um, again, all kinds of good stuff going on uh, with uh, betting. You could bet on Mick Cronin's team losing, which I would 1,000% uh, bet on or you could back the a either way check it out also get these loyalty shirts in the little left hand corner these things are awesome sheer generally doesn't like stuff like this sheer messaged me and he said i like that that's a pretty cool shirt get it be like jason sheer all right before we sign off sheer where can they find you 
Uh, Wildcat Scoop Podcast with Shelby, wildcatauthority.com. Today's the last day to get 60% off. And then at Jason Shear on Twitter. All right. I am merely Mike Luke. Become a PHNX diehard today. We got more cool stuff going on. But on that note, for the great, the large, the man of the moment, Quinn Magnuson, Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke. All of you are fantastic. We got fam coming on tomorrow. Rayshon Speedy Luke's father. We will be back with you. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We all city like the mayor. 